0: thanks for signing up for the public beta podcast it is it is may 1st i was about to say april 31st uh april a complete write-off it's it's in the uh, review mirror here we are uh bright sunny beautiful may we, we got up to 24 degrees here in winnipeg celsius uh yesterday just absolutely gorgeous uh your host this week myself lee and reed hi <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, things are looking up, but, uh, I do believe this past week you, uh, you dip back into Skyrim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after my huge fucking rant last episode about Final Fantasy seven remake. Um, yeah. Are you
0: feeling better now?
1: I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I finished that and I was like, Kate, uh, I need and just before. So just before I played that, I was playing Persona five Royal. And just before that I was playing regular Final Fantasy seven. So yeah. I was like, "Okay, hey, I need to like step away from JRPGs for a hot minute." Um, Absolutely. And so, what's the
0: opposite of that?
1: <laughs> fucking Skyrim. Um, yeah. Oh. So obviously, I'm still I'm still uh, dabbling in some Call of Duty with my friends. Still having fun with that, um, but there's not much to discuss in regards to that. But um, yeah, so I did go back to Skyrim. Skyrim's like Skyrim's like uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's a comfort food. Yeah, it's comfort food. You know, it's not good for you, and you probably better serve you know eating different food. Oh, it's good for
0: you once in a while, like nine years ago when the game came out. But uh, nine years down the line, if you still you find yourself reinstalling it, maybe it's uh you know then then it crosses the line. But nothing wrong with Skyrim. There's endless things to do in there. There's quests that no, I've never done, and
1: yeah. But there's like. Uh... Like, I guess I don't know how much we want to talk about Skyrim today, but, like... (laughs) As
0: much as we goddamn want, it's our show.
1: Yeah, like, I've... Man, I've made probably uh, hundreds of characters by now in my Skyrim career, you could say. Um, I have hundreds of hours. I've done every possible combination of character you can do in Skyrim. I've done sneaky, heavy armor mage orcs you know right now i'm playing a fucking bren battle mage that uses both um light and heavy armor so i can do stupid armor combinations and shit um it's, it's a game like it's a game like it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like where do you begin with skyrim because like it's not like oblivion or morrowin because like all the juicy shit is taken out but it's replaced with this like absolute unyielding at- atmosphere and a sense of wonder to it that I can't quite put into words.
0: So like what's weird about that like was Skyrim your first Elder Scrolls game that you really got into?
1: Yes, yeah. So um what how my shit started with Bethesda games basically was I played New Vegas when I was like a really young teenager and since I was so young I didn't really understand how the game worked. So I don't think I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Uh, Then later I got Skyrim with my Xbox 360, and I was like, fuck, this game's great. And then that made me want to play Oblivion. And then I was like, fuck, this game is, I would say, equal footing of Skyrim, but for different reasons. (laughs) Like, they both both have things to like and dislike. And then after (laughs) that, that's when I was like, okay, time to get into the good shit. That's when I replayed New Vegas and actually learned how the game works. That's when I played Morrowind. That's when I played, like, Fallout 2 and shit like that. Um, and, you know, it's a dabbled spiral from there.
0: Yeah, so, like, the, the thing with the Elder Scrolls series is... Uh, the Your first one is your favorite, as uh, tends to be how it is. Like, no one's going to dispute that if I'm going to spend... Uh, 60 hours of my life here in 2020 playing an elder scrolls game it will probably be skyrim uh, but my feelings for oblivion being my first elder scrolls game and truly one of the first games of that scale uh considering before it was on 360 that elder scrolls and games of that ilk were kind of the domain of pc gaming which i have never been really heavy into so the first time i laid hands on oblivion it fucking blew me away Uh, In a way that, of course, Skyrim kind of continues that same thread, but it will never have the wonder and the the idea in Oblivion. The first time I'm like, oh, I can break into stores at night and then just go steal everything. Yeah, And then to learn that, oh, I need a fence to be able to sell uh, stolen goods. Okay, well, I don't know if I want to be a thief type character, but I need to look into that. Like, there seemed to be just an endless amount of wonder. But I guess that goes for any video games of that time period nowadays uh, when we have everything at at our fingertips uh, in terms of... Things being spoiled, people writing extensive guides, videos online. Uh, you know, it's, it's like Skyrim. How many hours of footage
1: of Skyrim exist from being streamed? Uh, people reviewing know, it on YouTube. But it's, it's, it's still the number one game on GameFAQs, like every single fucking month. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Like, there's something about Skyrim that you don't get in other open world games about just discovering places. Maybe it's the. The very cold uh i don't want to say dark but dank setting if you will like um <laughs> it's not super colorful that like oblivion was it's uh i don't want to say taken more seriously but it's almost like everything's a bit more mysterious innately because of just how the game looks so- yeah
0: and that and, you know, it depends on your playstyle too but like i my one of my favorite things to do in skyrim would always be uh, obviously, when you start a new character, trying to stick to a role play for that character, even if it's something that in this si- situation you would normally never do, yeah. if it's right for that character, stick with it and see where that storyline goes. That's what keeps Bethesda games fresh, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, but like, just wa- just picking a direction and wandering in it. Uh, in Skyrim is fantastic. Like, you're going to come around, like, farm rolls or, like, uh, you know, these big swamps in the north. Yeah. Uh, you go you go east and you find Riften, you find these, like, almost, like, atomal forests. Yeah. Uh, you head west and you find these mountains and you find uh, Morkul or whatever the hell that and place is called. while, like,
1: uh, while the quests and uh, specifically, like, when you go into a dungeon and you find notes or recordings and everything, while they still leave a lot to be desired in comparison to, you know, like, a New Vegas where the writing is You know off the charts there is an honest fucking attempt in Skyrim which I do admire a lot even if all the quests do break down to just go over here and kill this or retrieve this thing at least they put forth a lot of effort into trying to tell a compelling story. So follow me here. Uh, Red Dead
0: Redemption 2, which we were talking about earlier I don't know why we took decided to take a couple rounds out of Red Dead Redemption 2 Listen, today But why not
1: Wait, look, first of all, in regards to Red Dead Redemption 2 One of these days we are going to do like the spotlight like we do for New Vegas Or like we did for Nier <laughs> a for A proper
0: discussion to for be For Red at.
1: Dead 2, because there's so much to talk about in that game Because me and Lee are not like more, Whereas most people are like, it's the greatest game ever Me and Lee are not there not there with everybody. Not
0: No, not, not, not quite there. Uh, this game is coming to Game Pass on May 7th, uh, and I have heard uh, that other than eventually playing this thing on PC or whatever, that playing it on the Xbox One X, uh, the visuals and the flow of the game uh, are actually better than the PS4 Pro. I've heard that from multiple sources, and it's free uh, for me on Game Pass, so why not give it a shot? And I've always wondered... Uh, because in Red Dead Redemption 2, all you hear about is how massive the game is and how much there is to go through it. Plus, you honestly want to see what resolves of the story. And that's a big issue, I think, with doing a prequel story, is we want to keep working to the point where we we kind of know where this is going. We want to keep working to that point. Uh, and I think that may have ruined the pacing of Red Dead Redemption 2 even more. But that's not to say that you should take 200 hours to play this game, but some of the best... the the people who have the highest opinion of Red Dead Redemption 2 did the Skyrim approach of picking a direction and wandering in it and coming across all these fascinating Easter eggs and things you can find in the environment and immersive kind of storytelling therein
1: but uh, that don't uh, involve the main quest yeah but that's hard for me to do in a game like red dead redemption 2 where the main draw of the main story is the main story that's right and they made no secret in Skyrim at any point that the main story is not the draw of the game they practically tell you go do other shit first and then come back and do this later
0: we're gonna uh, get all. Uh, we're gonna get scholarly here. I'm gonna bring up something called Ludo Narrative Dissonance, which uh, <laughs> exists in heaps in Red Dead Redemption 2, where Arthur Morgan. We are told he's a terrible guy, yet everything we see him do is on the side of being a good guy, a responsible guy. He does kill people uh, in the storyline, but on, on the flip side of that, he is always willing to lend a helping hand and seems to be genuinely uh, yeah, uh, concerned about these but, people under his care. Yeah, right? The,
1: the cutscenes can. Condi- the cutscenes very much to play display him in a positive light, even though they try to hit you over the head many times with Arthur is uh, he's a bad guy, but he's always acting nice in these cutscenes, but then at the same time you can go out and murder an entire fucking town. Right. And then you'll so come makes- back to camp and be like, Oh Abigail, how's little John? Is he good? And like I'm gonna take Jack out fishing. Yeah, it's like no, you just murdered two hundred fucking people. <laughs> covered in blood
0: yeah uh that, well it makes it very hard to play because the the red Dead redemption games do have like a karma system you you can play as a bad guy or a good guy but all of the quests as far as i know until the ending don't really change based on that arthur morgan is still viewed the same way you get some uh, whether, different songs yeah. <laughs> yeah you get some different songs <laughs> that's uh that's right about but like it. I, the the idea that i can i can be helping a you, you know a guy a nun uh, in, in a village, do something, and the next second ride out into the west, st- rob from banks and murder people, uh, and and they're still giving you all that freedom, but it's never meant less. Uh, so I'm going to
1: try to play Red Dead Redemption and 2. And that's, that's at- like one of the smallest problems with Red Dead Redemption 2, in my opinion.
0: Well, is that they have this huge, beautiful, like, state-of-the-art game world to explore, but it's it's truly empty in terms of ways you want to engage with it, other than literally just engaging with it, looking at it. Well, no. It looks great. <laughs> There's yeah. so many
1: other problems at Red Dead 2 that we I, we might even talk about this before. The absolute uh, slow down pace of the story, it was a 60-80 hour story, that should have been 20 or 40 hours at most.
0: Um, well... It- when you tack on side quests and the wandering aspect of it, you're right. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the thing with Red Dead is that at a certain point, it felt like knocking off a che- checklist of oh, uh, yeah. quests. No, I, yeah. At the
1: beginning, I was like, yeah, I'll do all these side quests. I'll go explore and everything. And then it got to like 30 hours, and I realized I was in Act 2. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, if I don't focus on this story, I'm not going to be done it for 300 hours. That yeah. works for a game like Witcher because it's an RPG. You have progression. You're always building towards something and the side quests are generally just as engaging as the main story, if not more so. It doesn't work for Red Dead 2 when the side quests aren't, I don't know, I wouldn't say they're particularly spectacular. Um, most of the world, getting from point A to point B is just a hassle. Mashing X on your horse just to get to the side quest. And you know if you get to that side quest, man, I'm just going to be another extra 20 minutes to get back to the main story because there's no fucking fast travel in this game. Well,
0: like, you know, we'll... we'll I guess we'll leave it there for Red Dead the day, but <laughs> yes. the, the amount of quests later in the game where, oh, where's this quest start? Okay, you ride your horse for what is in real time 10 to 15 minutes to have the person tell you get on your horse and ride 10 to 15 minutes yes. oh my in the opposite fucking direction. Fucking God. And uh, there is a way you can do the cinematic camera where sometimes it'll cut those scenes, but there was something around the first Red Dead, uh, especially the first Red Dead, where Rockstar got really high on their own writing and they felt that these big transitionary uh horse rides would be a good time to have them spit a bunch of tongue-in-cheek uh dialogue uh at you yeah and and it's, like, let's it, play a yeah.
1: song here let's let's get some camera angles here and it's like i appreciate what you're trying to do but yeah. we, we still have 40 hours to go i need this shit I need this as, shit going.
0: As I said it earlier, uh, if only someone focused on making this game fun, it would be a masterpiece. Yes. Uh, it's just to engage with it's it. It's like they were yeah, so, so
1: focused on making this a work-of-art masterpiece that was guaranteed to win Game of the years that they forgot that they're making a video game that needs to... Like, at the end of the day, it needs to be really fun, engaging, and well-paced. But the,
0: these... like, You know, we're taking the piss out of Skyrim and Red Dead, of all things, on this show. But <laughs> uh, but, but the thing... I, I kind of lost my thread there but the thing with the, the Rockstar game engine uh is that as good as the game looks as as excited as you are to play it they seem to be completely uninterested in changing that control scheme the way your character sluggishly it's, changes direction it's fucking it, horrible and i they're think they're set in their ways yeah. yeah
1: i think what their mindset is is oh it's realistic it just looks better like it just it just looks better that's more human and like In some ways, I can agree with that. It does, you know, sometimes look better than a character straving sharply to the left.
0: Like when you when you start Red Dead Redemption Two and you're in that snowy area there as uh, as the group is kind of on the run, and then you you drop in through that cabin, and I'm like, okay, here I am in control of Arthur Morgan, and I walk over to like a
1: drawer next to a bed, and I'm like, oh, let's just like does like a 360. (laughs) It looks like he's drunk or in water trying to fuck uh yeah. He slowly
0: bends down and opens it and pulls out the dollar that's inside. And I said, surely this is only because this is the opening minutes of the game. Uh, No, that
1: is the whole game. That is the movement. That is how you open everything in the game and pick everything up in the game. Or Lee, like, uh, you know, you go into your horse, but God forbid you're on the wrong fucking side. Now Arthur's got to, like, very slowly straight around (laughs) to the other side, put his foot in, hop up on the other side, get the reins ready, and then you're ready to go. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it's like this has been a preview of yeah. our Red Dead
0: Redemption Two conversation. <laughs> People know what to expect, and we're not even talking about the story at this point. So no, this
1: is just more like Rockstar's game design and how there's just there's they're stuck in a point where they think uh, length and cinematic equals quality, when that is not always the case.
0: If you're uh, so, if you're listening and you're wondering which game should I reinstall, Red Dead Two or Skyrim? It sounds like Skyrim. is
1: our, <laughs> is our suggestion. I, I'm not saying I just, either.
0: Just uh... I, I reinstalled Grand Theft Auto Five, so I was playing with a buddy online, and we we played a few different games uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. We started with Division Two, uh, played some EDF Five, uh, which totally works online, like no slowdown or anything, which is fucking fascinating to me. Uh, and then eventually. Uh, You know, we tried some Red Dead and stuff, but he's been getting into uh, GTA V with a group of his buddies, and he's like, oh, I've I've cracked the code on this fucking game now, I know how this works. And uh, what we used to be doing, you used to have the option to do this, is start your own server session. And uh, then invite your friends, so that, that way you don't have fucking yahoos running around shooting rockets at you while you're trying to do something. Yeah. The issue with this is, a lot of the game's content is barred behind you being on a public server. And that is because a lot of the game's content, just like Red Dead Online, actually involves other players being able to steal your shit or get involved in some way. Now, there is a way to fuck with your internet settings so that you almost always get put into a room by yourself that is still considered a public server. Gamers had to figure this out because they were sick of Rockstar's bullshit in terms of, hey, I want to get together with my crew and get some shit done, and I don't want a bunch of randoms uh, messing with that I just want to do the, the quests for what the quests are worth and Red Dead Redemption 2 online has a lot of this as well just like oh yeah now you're vulnerable uh, you're a big uh, blinking thing on the map so if someone who's level 100 wants to cruise by and shoot your head off uh, to ruin your fun they can oh and they will uh, and that, <laughs> and they will and that kind of goes back to Rockstar when you wrote this down on paper did it sound fun like have NPCs attack and have them killed like every GTA game yeah. ever anyways when has so a
1: gaming company ever been condemned for having too many options
0: Uh, uh, so we, uh,
1: so he shows me that you can start this
0: enterprise, you can, uh, buy warehouses, move drugs and vehicles and do GTA shit. And suddenly there's so much more depth to this, this online game that I'm like, who the fuck, why are people playing GTA online so much, and I never realized that, yo dude, 75% of the content you are completely missing because you are not loading into a public server and engaging with it. Not that I ever really went out of my way to see it. Usually I would load in, do a couple jobs with my buddy, just to have some fun driving around and stuff. Uh, but there's a lot to do in GTA five online, and uh, that that's my heads up on that. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, let's talk about, uh, I guess that's all you've been playing, kind of Call of Duty, Skyrim, just toeing the line for the moment?
1: Yeah, I... I don't really know what to do. I don't know if D&D counts. I'm playing Dungeon and Dragonsteel. That's analog. (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly, just kind of biding my time since Last of Us is coming out in June. Waiting for that. Yeah, Uh, get into that in the news. Cyberpunk in September. Um, Yeah, just not really playing. Nothing too exciting right now, I guess. I really should get back to playing Persona 5 Royal. But uh, like I said, I just got done playing two full JRPGs and another half a one, so I'm kind of uh, burning out a little bit.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I, uh, you know, Animal Crossing every day keeps the doctor away, as I like to say. Uh, they oh, that was a that was a triple run. <laughs> uh, they uh, they did the Earth Day thing, which resolved yesterday with Leaf the sloth selling you hedges and flowers. Uh now it's may day uh you can get a ticket to a exclusive island where you'll find an old friend and there's some shenanigans going on uh so Animal Crossing continues to be great uh other than that uh got a game called Moving out on Game Pass. It is also available on the switch and the p s four uh kind of think of of, of overcooked in terms of uh, co-op gameplay, except in this game you are trying to move things out of a house and into a truck. Uh, it is very cartoony. The humor in the game, I feel, really works uh, in terms of what they're not saying, like the between the lines. So you, so I was playing with my wife, for example, and there's some objects that you need to lift together. You're also able to throw things if you're holding them correctly, but you also have to fit everything in the moving truck. And it sounds awful, but it's really fun. Uh, so you get into this house, and you can basically deal any number of damage to this house. You can blow through the windows. You can So a lot of the, f- the humor comes from how ridiculous what you're doing is. Like, okay, here you go. If you want the uh, the gold medal, so to speak, you have five minutes to do all this in. Okay, go. The first thing I do is fucking go barreling through their living room window and just start chucking their chairs onto the street. Uh, go into their bedroom, grab their bed, call my wife over. Okay, we're going to heave-ho this thing out their window. Bust through the window with this bed, load it into the truck. It's it's really fun and uh, and... The humor really hits. There's a bunch of different goofy characters you can play as. The controls and stuff are very simple. It is really just push the trigger to pick up the thing. Uh, hold X to throw it. Uh, it gives you different scenarios, different houses, different things you need to pick up. Uh, and I think it is very well done. That's called Moving Out. Uh, the other thing I downloaded on Game Pass, Two Point Hospital. Uh, most people are familiar with that. if They like simulation games. Uh, this game is out of Europe. Specifically, I believe, England. Uh, so a lot of that lingo... And uh, humor is still there. It's very dry. Uh, Everything to do with diseases is kind of like, it won't be gout, it'll be grout. Or it'll be, uh, if you have psychiatric problems, you show up dressed as Freddie Mercury kind of thing. So it's got a a bit of a tongue-in-cheek humor about it because it is dealing with people who die in your hospital. Uh, The strangest thing about characters dying in your hospital is they get their treatment. And if it fails, they just kind of wander into the, the the empty corners of your hospital and die on the spot, which is kind of strange. Uh, but then they can also become ghosts, and you can hire janitors to catch them. So that's the kind of game this is. Uh, anyway, my wife has fallen in love with that game, as she does most sim games like it. Uh, you unlock different things, you can decorate your rooms, uh, and you want to just make a sustainable hospital that at a certain point, you just sit back and watch uh, perform, which is kind of neat. So Two Point Hospital, people know about that game, that's on every platform. The other game I was going to talk about was Streets of Rage 4, but I didn't get around to playing it. It came out on a Thursday of all days, uh, and it's also on Game Pass, so why would I ever pay for a game again, Reed? Uh, So (laughs) Streets of Rage 4, uh, you'll hear from me about that game next week. I'm a huge Streets of Rage fan. Uh, I've heard this the game fucking delivers on every front, except for the soundtrack, unfortunately, but I will be the judge of that. When I get down to it. And of course, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which I apparently only play on weekends. I managed to get to Wall Market. I managed to get through the arena. And I managed to fight the, spoiler alert, Hell House. Um, fantastic. More of that. Yep, big fan <laughs> of it. Is there more of that? I mean, you can tell me, I guess. Uh, is, the is Hell there House more, fight? <laughs> yeah. Just more more stuff like that where they go out of their way to do goofy stuff like that. <laughs> um, Other than Cloud's hand job, which I won't talk no, about, no, because here, like
1: once you're done Walmart and shit, you just go to Shinner HQ, right? So that's when all the bullshit oh, is that it? Ends. Isn't there the whole train yard? Oh yeah, stuff? you do the train graveyard and stuff, but I wouldn't say it's anything like overly goofy.
0: I think you're missing a part of the game because I'm only like twelve hours into this thing.
1: No, so you do the Walmart and shit, you go down to the sewer, you do the sewers for a bit, then you go to the train graveyard like the normal, then you do the plate. With, uh, with the plate falling. Then yep. when the plate falls, you get back with and Barret and Tifa. Then you do some side quests again for a bit, like one of those sections. And then by the time you go to Shinra HQ, you're, you're going to be around the 30-hour mark. And that's when that will take you to 40 hours.
0: That's a lot of sewers and train yards uh, in that case. Sewers, train uh, yeah. yards,
1: side quests, uh, and the plate. Don't forget about the plate. They really expand the... upon the plate section.
0: The Wall Market section just reminded me uh, that I have not finished Yakuza Kiwami. It also made me realize that the pacing of Final Fantasy VII Remake is very similar to a recent Yakuza game, in terms of the action and the, the side quest flow. So, uh, interesting. Anyway, that's kind of what I've been playing. I do plan to get to more Final Fantasy VII uh, this weekend and finish that game. Uh, but man, there are there are games coming out, or there are things uh, to, the, to the periphery uh, that I've become interested in, so... That's all good, man. Let's talk about some news, because, believe it or not, there is some news. Uh, We will get our first look at Xbox Series X gameplay coming May 7th. Apparently, this will mostly be third-party titles, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we're about to talk about. Um, So, if you're really interested in what games look like, Xbox is still focusing on the idea that new shading technology and graphical technology is going to make me want to buy this. And I guess that's the appeal of the people who are really into graphics on a PC, which is the crowd they are now But then now they're just going to
1: get a fucking going. PC.
0: Right. Uh, and also, g- games, in terms of their looks, uh, if you're going to tell me something looks ten times better than some of the stuff I've seen, I, it, it kind of doesn't mean anything to me no, anymore. No, no.
1: Like, I, okay, <laughs> is the game good? Is it fun? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the... I still play New Vegas, and that game looks like fucking asshole, and it look like asshole on release. <laughs> Let's face it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but, like, if you're going to tell me, like, oh, man, this game's going to look five times better than Final Fantasy VII Remake, I'll be like, that doesn't fucking mean anything to me. That's, like, looking at a human face in the mirror at that point. Yeah, like, cool. Uh,
1: um, you guys haven't had any particular exclusives that I've cared about. PlayStation has Bloodborne, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, God of War. Uh, maybe we don't like it, but Detroit, but Detroit Become Human, like all these, you know, titles that have done very well, and have been very well received, and I love Sony's approach of, hey, guess what, people actually really like single player story focused games, uh, so we're gonna keep making them, uh, Xbox, what do you got, and they're like, Gears 5, Gears 5 and Halo.
0: More Gears, baby.
1: More Gears, uh, more Halo.
0: Funny funny enough about Gears, I was actually interested in playing Gears t- Gears of War Tactics, but it's only on PC currently. Mm. So well. I would have to go do that. Uh, it's on Game Pass, though, so if I did download it on PC, I technically have it for free. I just don't have a fucking PC worth shit. Uh, let's talk about Sony exclusives while you brought it up. So, uh, Last of Us 2 was delayed indefinitely from its original release date of, I believe, May 29th? No, was it earlier? Hold on. Maybe it's written here. I got my May days all. No, it was May 29th. Good for me. Uh, And they delayed it indefinitely. They refunded everybody on PSN. If you had pre ordered it digitally, they gave you your money back. They didn't set a new date. Uh, And people were being like, okay, well, in their. their, When you look at it, it's going to come out in June. It's like, man. Could you imagine this big of a high-profile delay to only put this thing out two weeks later? That's crazy. And in the meantime, they announced that Ghost of Tsushima, which is the new uh, Sucker Punch game, the guys who make Infamous, uh, that game was also slated for June. So now suddenly I'm like, well, they're not going to release two goddamn uh, highly anticipated, especially in the case of Last of Us 2, uh, games week back-to-back weeks. That doesn't make sense. That's something Square Enix would do in the, the early 2000s and fuck themselves over. Uh if you don't remember, they released Chrono Cross, Threads of Fate, and Legend of Mana one week apart. Wow! Uh, in in the summer, that was all. Although three of those games came out one after the other uh, in the summer, and strangely enough, Threads of Fate that came out last, nobody bought it, so we never got another Threads of Fate. Right. Anyway, um, so strangely enough, suddenly uh, Ghost of Tsushima has decided they need a couple weeks to finish their game. Doubt it. Uh, But that game will now be coming out in July on the 17th. And then, lo and behold, now that June is freed up, uh, The Last of Us Part Two will be coming out on June 19th. Uh, So, all said and done, they delayed the game 20 days. Uh, Which seems weird. And now we have to talk about something else that happened last weekend. Uh, Naughty Dog had to release a statement saying something along the lines of, we know it's been a hard couple days. How about it's been a hard couple months, fucking Naughty Dog. Anyway, someone decided to go online and spoil... Uh, wholesale the entire plot of The Last of Us Part Two. It wasn't even the ending or the middle. It was, here are the major plot points. Put these together and you know what the game is. On top of showing actual video footage... Uh, of the game at different points. This was clearly someone who's maybe an end-level tester. Uh, people are rumoring that this is a employee who's disgruntled over the fact that they delayed this game after promising that the crunch would be worth it for their bonus come May, and now suddenly the game is delayed indefinitely. When do you get that compensation? Then suddenly, on like a couple days later, uh, after this leak happened, suddenly we have a new date, we're moving another exclusive out of the way, we're putting Last of Us 2 out in June. Uh, so I'm squarely wearing a tinfoil hat on this, uh, in terms of why the why either game is being delayed, I don't think it is a coronavirus. Uh, we did we weren't in the studio, we couldn't finish it, kind of thing. I think this is all uh, just marketing and timing. Uh, and that's fine, but it does seem very, very suspicious that you would indefinitely delay anything, and then it comes out two two weeks later. Or the idea that Last of Us 2 was maybe being also delayed because of its content, being an apocalyptic tale with a virus, etc. <laughs> uh, not really the case here, but they, what they really planted it on was, oh, we need more time to do this, uh, to polish this game up, and then suddenly it's coming out. Like, games need at least a month, uh, 30 days to 45 days to go gold to be printed. Uh, meaning that Last of Us 2 will be hitting discs uh, any any week now, basically. Uh, it'll be printed very shortly. Uh, I don't know, man. The timing on this is very suspicious. What's great about it, though, is people do get to play The Last of Us 2 come June, and uh, the, ne- the next month after that, in the middle of the summer, Ghost of Tsushima. And what I'm hoping is these two huge profile games can come out and do gangbusters, and maybe video games can realize they can release in the summer instead of the spring and fall uh, every year. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, uh, for the sake of our job. Uh, and, and you know, maybe spreading these things out. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, what's coming out in the fall, though, Reed? Mark your calendar. Uh, 2K confirms there, of course, will no not be a WWE 2K21. We talked about that last oh, week. Oh, no, not they this fucking
1: game. <laughs>
0: they announced earlier this week that there will be a WWE 2K Battlegrounds. In the opening five seconds of the trailer, you see. Uh, john cena no i think the rock dragon punches john cena into the open jaws of a crocodile that's how this trailer opens <laughs> uh and then it goes on to show you other footage of the game that looks like complete shit it looks like uh,
1: like the worst fucking character models i've ever seen
0: yes uh so the only saving grace here is that this game will be fun to play like a little game called wwe all-stars for the ps3 P60 if you <laughs> uh if you, yeah, if you haven't seen that game in action it's a lot of fun Uh, And it feels fun to play, which is more than you can say for a lot of WWE games. Uh, So that's what they're doing this year. Good for them. Um, Microsoft uh, announces this week, and they rarely announce these numbers, that Game Pass uh, has surpassed 10 million subscribers. Uh, Let's put that in comparison to the WWE Network, which has like a million and a half domestically uh, subscribed to their network. Uh, And then compared to Netflix, which has 167 million subscribers worldwide. Uh, So, you know, that's not nothing. That's 10 million people uh, on a service that's not paying for your exclusive games. That's the craziest way to think of it. Uh, And I've recently been in contact with someone who kind of enlightened me on how Game Pass works in terms of uh, compensating these teams. So if you are a smaller team, uh, really what Game Pass is offering you is a payout. They're offering you a one-time payout to put your game on the service for however long. And that's that. Uh, you, you will never really get compensated for potential sales. You don't get downloaded necessarily for down, uh, paid for downloads, my understanding. It is, here's my game. We think it's worth this. Take it or leave it. Uh, and then you decide whether or not to be on the service. And it seems uh, resoundingly that a lot of people are choosing to be on the service, maybe for that quick hit payout, or assuming that the majority of their sales will be coming from PC, PS4, and Switch. Uh, so whatever the case, vastly interesting, the uh, the Game Pass, as it were. Uh speaking of Stadia, which no one was, EA is bringing their <laughs> sports games and Star Wars games to the Google Stadia. Uh EA was of course trying to work out their own streaming thing, but maybe they decided instead of being the 30th chef uh th- sorry, the 30th sous chef in the kitchen that maybe they just load their uh th- their games onto another service and they have gone with Stadia. Good call, guys. All right. Speaking of EA, uh, Battlefront 2 and their Star Wars game, which has made a 180, depending on who you ask, in the last few months. Uh, There's a Scarif update uh, that adds a bunch of content, uh, such as a map based on the Rogue One uh, planet or whatever is going on there. And that will apparently be the last update as DICE shifts uh, their focus to making a new Battlefield game for next year. Battlefield 6 or whatever. Uh, Who knows? Uh, There already is a Battlefield 6, isn't there? No, we're on 5.
1: We're on 5.
0: We did, They did Battlefield 1, so technically that was 6? Six, six? Whatever, no. whatever. Whatever, whatever. The last <laughs> thing we have to talk about this week, Ubisoft, uh, in a very cool way, I felt, for revealing a game, uh, decided to get an artist to draw a poster painting f- to reveal their new Assassin's Creed game. If you went into the comments, it was filled with people complaining about female protagonists, as well as spoiling The Last of Us 2. Uh, So, fair warning, uh, you will get a Last of Us 2 spoiler where you least expect it. (laughs) So watch the fuck out.
1: No, that was the... Uh, Of course you would expect that. Have you never been to a fucking stream trap before, Lee?
0: People just... uh, So the idea is that people are now just going to be straight trolling for the next month and a half until that game comes out? Yes. Fuck off. Yes.
1: Yes. That's exactly (laughs) what that means.
0: Uh, So, uh, it was revealed that Vikings, which we already knew from two years ago when a lot of things leaked about this game. Uh, it will be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, with a Nordic, uh, Viking setting. Uh, which I personally
1: very much enjoy because I'm all about that shit. I have Nordic tattoos. I've always been very interested in that subject. I'm, I like to think I'm quite learned on it. And, uh, that's why I think I enjoyed God of War 2018, So much is because lots of the things I understood, uh, our buddy Nick that works is very similar to me in that regard. We had a lot. We had very good times uh, theory crafting about the game while we were playing it. That was good shit. Anyway, continue.
0: Yeah. Uh, So this game, of course, will mostly be based more in nonfiction rather than you hanging out on Asgard all day. Uh, it'll be coming to the PC, PS5, PS4, Stadia, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X apparently this holiday. Stadia. I don't know what that means for the currently delayed Watch Dogs, uh, Legion, and, uh, Rainbow Six Who the fuck wants
1: Watch Dogs Legion?
0: I don't know man I don't know who wanted Watch Dogs 2 I guess because the thing with Ubisoft is usually the first game is like here's your proof of concept and then they nail it with the second game so like if you're going to play any Assassin's and Creed they game
1: bury it into the ground in the next six yeah <laughs> and then they they make seven more
0: and then you are fucking sick of them uh, so like in the case of Assassin's Creed yeah play Assassin's Creed 2 in the case of Watch Dogs yeah play Watch Dogs 2 um, <laughs> I don't play know. Far Cry 2 <laughs> yeah play Far Cry 2 the best Far Cry uh, as it's known Anyways, uh, so that new Assassin's Creed, get hype. Um, no we'll one have said, dual protagonists, male said no and female. One ever. <laughs> yeah, new Assassin's Creed, get hype. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with the gameplay in this. Obviously, as of Origins and Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed has basically become like an action RPG full on, with full on loot. Uh, so I don't know if they're continuing that, if they're trying to go back. Apparently, the fans of Assassin's Creed hate the new Assassin's Creed.
1: I, but I prefer the... the RPG mechanics vastly more personally, but I'm, oh, I'm that kind of guy, though. I right, like... but
0: every game has RPG mechanics. So from a certain point of view, I understand that this was your game, that was your little niche, uh, that that continued in a certain way and started to get uh, unfavorable reviews, so they had to mix it up in some way. And when they did so, it brought in this whole new batch of fans that suddenly loved this game, but not for what it was originally uh, I can understand that. What I can't understand is the big upsetting, hey, this isn't historically accurate. Why are there so many women? When you're talking about a game that has aliens uh, and like god technology and shit <laughs> yeah. in it. And, yeah, like, um, fuck, fuck
1: off. <laughs> while it is exaggerated in TV shows and movies, there are records of shield maidens actually existing within Viking armies, etc. It's not it's not like uh like a quarter of the army like some people have said or anything but there's definitely records of them so it's not out of the question that there would be a female viking I'm sorry right of all
0: of all hills to die on this is the one that yeah. is maybe the most historically and, sound yeah, is that and, vikings treated their women a little better
1: Yeah and it's just like and at the end of the day who gives a shit anyway a good character is a good character like I don't care if like, it's like people complain when a character of color or of a different sexuality is added to a game and you're like, who gives a fuck if they're, as long as they're written well, like, uh, yeah, but it is Assassin's Creed. So (laughs) yeah, so they're not getting written well. So I'm like, who cares? (laughs) You should be worried about every character in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not, not the female. Right. Like, yep. Like, yeah, it's, it's not exclusive to just them.
0: We're gonna wrap it up here, Reed, uh, so we do get a little bit of our lunch hour. Do you have anything to shout out here before we uh we we f- folder in for the day
1: not really no all right, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot going on in quarantine what what can i say No,
0: man i've been hitting up youtube i've been watching that down the rabbit hole that you turned me on to uh this guy just seems like he lurked on 4chan at the same time i did a lot of his videos uh if they're not semi-creepy pasta are just long exposés of concepts or or
1: internet things yeah like Uh, like vidcon the final fantasy house um yeah Shit like that. Oh no, I think of internet historian.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's the that's the guy. He's the Final Fantasy House guy.
1: No, uh, uh, the VidCon is internet oh, Historian. or yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, when uh,
0: I watched yesterday, that's that pertains to the show. Is he did a he did a feature on Game Life, uh, which was the the short lived internet, internet, internet sketch review show. sketch show uh, with no production value, but it was one of the first and it blew up and MTV had to deal with them and all this kind of stuff. And during this, they they did a thing for. Uh, you could you could apply to be part of the team, and uh, two of the people who applied was Hanson Tom and uh, Stuttering Craig of ScrewAttack.com, and where that relates to me is one of the big ways I got into video game collecting, and that culture at the time was through ScrewAttack uh, and and guys like AVGN at the time. Uh, so I was on that site for a long time. I didn't really I didn't know about this because it was right before I had gotten into that scene that uh, Stuttering Craig like applied a video. And that ultimately, when this this lead guy, Andrew, I believe his name is, uh, from Game Life, uh, who was taking the thing really over the top and seriously, even though he had no capacity for making it a professional show, uh, when he apparently dated someone for a few days and then threatened their life and the lives of everyone at the school, including his own, uh, when she broke up with him, and then apparently Craig fed that information over to MTV, who immediately cut ties with him, and that was kind of the end. That was like the end of that whole saga uh, and I'm like, oh, that was kind of a not a shitty thing to do on Craig's part, but what a, a what a weird, you know, he he outed this guy who was there first, and then Screw Attack kind of just moved into that that space uh, and still exists in some way as Game Attack. I think they stream occasionally, or they've they've shuttered down now. Anyways, that stuff's all vastly interesting uh, at that point in time, just, especially the fact that
1: just wait till we get our own episode, Lee.
0: Yeah, that's right, uh, of Game Life. Me and you in the basement, yeah. uh, sitting on a couch, showing something on a 3DS that you can't see on the camcorder we're using. Uh, but there was, uh, b- multiple times in the video, they brought up the, the female correspondent, I believe her name was Melissa, on Game Life, and the fact that she uh, was the most professional part of of the whole show, including had insight uh, and, and a cadence and a way of doing it uh, that led her to a job, I believe, at Destructoid or something like that. She was the best part of the show in terms of professionalism and information, and the internet shit on her simply because she was a fake gamer girl. Uh, and, uh, they, man, it's been happening since day one on this shit. As soon as there was any kind of uh, exposure of the video game industry on on YouTube and things like that, this shit has always existed, yeah, and it's, some people, it's happening some, still with Valhalla.
1: Listen, and some Anissa people are just some gamers are just super upset that some females won't have sex with them. So they see any female playing games, and their reaction is, "No, you can't be, you can't do a thing. I do. Only I can do it." Yes, get... that is
0: a surefire way that your medium, your your hobby, you're into, will never grow. There are more video games for more people than ever before. Yeah. If your identity, uh, you
1: are, if your identity as a person is I play video games, then you need to reevaluate your life anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's coming at the end of a video game podcast yeah. where we talked about reinstalling games from nine years ago and how we still feel about them. Yeah, uh, so we have, it, we have other every... things
1: we're interested in. We have jobs. We have significant others. We have other things going on in our life beyond this yeah so
0: just just a little just a little remember it's uh it's a it's going to be a vocal minority it's always going to be there uh it's it's how we decide uh to sensationalize it and stuff like Kuta- kotaku still running articles about how people are rip shit about a female protagonist you are extending a narrative that would go away if we ignored it uh i truly believe and uh you know it, the video game industry, man, it's uh, it's a spicy one. It's spicy, uh, baby. It's it's been a boys' club for so long, uh, and it's not our place in the industry at all uh, to say uh, how to correct so so many years of mistreatment or perception uh, or making sure that these teams are diverse or even if that truly does matter to the people playing it. As long as the the product represents uh, that a diverse amount of people uh, are attracted to the medium and approach it. And that's kind of my feelings on that, uh, is that people are going to be angry no matter what about anything. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's up to you to filter them out and to make sure that the quietest voices aren't the ones that are influencing the biggest decisions. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to pack it in, man. Yeah, dog. That Game Life video is, uh, is interesting, as is everything on Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, I mean, let's throw out some, uh, some shout-outs to, to YouTube, man. OS dub Posting all their stuff for free Great stuff Lot of stuff to do out there Lots of ways to pass the time And hopefully One of those ways To pass the time soon will be going outside And doing things But not before We're ready So for myself And for Reed uh, That's been the Public beta Podcast For this week And uh, you know We'll talk to you again uh, Next Friday See ya